My name is Levi Tillman. I'm the Jeff and Cal Leonard Fellow at New America. Levi Tillman is an author, entrepreneur, clean tech guru, and all-around energy renaissance man who bears an uncanny resemblance to Hugh Jackman, by the way. His work focuses on clean energy and the automotive industry. He's advised the White House on policy and international affairs. He founded a clean tech startup that built a highly efficient internal combustion engine. He holds a PhD in international studies from Johns Hopkins, and he's a former associate director at the energy consulting firm IHS. We'll share some of Levi's lessons learned in pivoting from one project to the next throughout his career, culminating most recently in the publication of his new book, The Great Race, The Global Quest for the Car of the Future. So this is a book that I wrote based on my experiences as an entrepreneur, as someone who was involved in policymaking, and also an academic. Um, and what it, what it does is it talks about the relationship between the government and innovators in the 21st century economy. Tilleman argues that good government policy, when applied thoughtfully under the right circumstances, can be a powerful source for incentivizing positive change, making tech companies and innovators more competitive. Can you t tell us a little bit about that? And that's Chris Tabish, our host, who sat down with Levi. About how you came up with uh, the book and the, and the process that you went through it. So the, the book really grew out of a few different projects. One of them was my experience with the startup company. And, um, and then after I, I pivoted towards spending a little bit more time on my PhD, which is something that I was kind of working on on the side, and uh, shortly thereafter, while I was still actually finishing my PhD, I was um, asked to join the Obama administration as an advisor to the Department of Energy. It's a little bit compulsive, I would say. <laughs> and if that sounds random to you, a startup, and then government work, and then a PhD, and then a book, just know that that's just the tip of the iceberg. When you look at Levi's whole career and you sit down and talk with him, it's easy to look at what he's done and think it seems a little, well, random, disjointed or disconnected somehow. Like at each juncture from one thing to the next, he must have had to start over at square one, right? Since his new project always seems so different from the one he just finished. But what makes Levi unique is his ability to take past experiences and apply them to a new setting that may look very different from what he's done before. I, I, one of the things that you just mentioned, and I want to go back to, is uh, you mentioned pivot. So what, you know, I think so many times in people's careers, people's lives, they have an experience that wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and they walk away, hey, it's a failure, I'm going to give up, I'm just going to go, you know, do this on the side. But you, but you didn't, you pivoted. Can you talk a little bit about what that process was for you and what your mindset was going through that? Well, I think one of the hardest things in life is you really shouldn't be doing anything if you're not a true believer. But at the same time as you are you know, totally enthusiastic about the project you're involved in, you have to be able to step back and think about it analytically and say, you know, is this really you know, the way forward? And of course you can't be doing that all the time, but when you're confronted with data points that you know, potentially cast doubt on your thesis, you have to be able to take those into account. And so for me, you know, I've seen that happen a few times where, you know, for instance, with the internal combustion engine we were working on, 
I was totally gung-ho. We were going to change the world. We were going to make a billion dollars, you know, a very Silicon Valley story of, you know, get rich and save the world at the same time. Um, but at a certain point, I realized that we'd kind of hit a wall, and we'd hit a wall technically. And I also realized that there was a sunset to the viability of you know, our, our technology, and that long-term, we were moving towards an economy that was going to be driven by electricity, right? Mm -hmm. Not by fossil fuels. And honestly, probably the sooner we make that transition, the better. So Levi was in a unique position to be able to A, really understand the internal combustion landscape, the pros and cons of gasoline power, all the players, both startup and established, the difficulty of auto manufacturing, and so forth. And B, he understood firsthand that from a long-term strategic perspective, we need to push for a different system, centered on clean, renewable energy and batteries. In other words, he needed to pivot. And for him, one of the keys to doing so was a thorough understanding of where he was and where he wanted to go. And so there was a, there was a point at which I had to ask myself, do I want to spend an enormous amount of time and effort promoting a technology that is incrementally better, or do I want to jump into something that is going to really make the world a better place and make you know, the, the environment that my children grow up in uh, cleaner and safer and healthier? And um, yeah, I, I uh, ended up pivoting away from that internal combustion engine towards batteries. So Levi realized he needed to pivot personally at a micro scale, if you will, and he also saw an opportunity for America to do the same at a macro scale. In order to remain competitive as the energy landscape evolves, the country will need to change culturally, socially, and behaviorally. And the key to this, according to Levi, is a pragmatic approach. I think in order for America to be successful in the global economy, we have to sort of see the world how it is and not how we would like it to be. Um, and what that means in the energy world is realizing that we have to get comfortable again with the idea of industrial policy, of a certain amount of state-led economic growth. State-led economic growth has always existed, um, and some of the key technologies were the result of some sort of industrial policy. You know, that ranges from the railways to the highway systems to satellite communications to the internet. Um, and, and now we have this huge project in front of us, which is transitioning away from a carbon-intensive energy system to a very, very carbon-light or carbon-neutral energy system. And actually, the good thing is that industrial policy can be extraordinarily effective when you have a goal that you are very clear about and you're aiming towards. So at a macro or national level, Levi says we have to understand where we want to get to, or the endpoints, in other words, but we should be pretty flexible as to how we get there, how we arrive at those endpoints. And you could draw a parallel between this macro level thinking and a more micro or individual level approach, such as moving to a new department at work, or finding a new job, or starting a new project of some kind. If you have your goal or vision in mind, you can carry that momentum forward into the next thing when it comes time for you to pivot. You know, I think that's the difference between uh, pivoting and just hitting a brick wall, right? Because when you're pivoting, you can maintain some of that momentum and you can keep running, right? You know, and if you hit a brick wall, then you stop and it takes a long time to gather up the pieces. 
What are some of those things, those differences that, you know, that, that would have had you running into a brick wall? What are some of those things that you can characterize that I did A, B, and C, and therefore I pivoted versus hitting a brick wall? You know, it's, it's, it's like getting a divorce or something mm-hmm. when you finally decide that this particular vision isn't going to work. And I think a lot of inventors, I know a lot of inventors, they fall into a funk once their vision doesn't work out. But I would say that successful entrepreneurs are definitely subject to those same feelings, but they, they pick themselves up and they figure out how they can take that knowledge and that experience that they've gained over the time that they've been involved in that particular undertaking and apply it effectively to somewhere else. And, and I think that's what we did, that's what I did, that ended up being you know, uh, kind of the difference between uh, perhaps frittering away a year or two of my life trying to figure out what went wrong and instead focusing on a new series of projects that were you know, very, very productive and, and taught me a lot of new things and, and gave me a new set of tools to use going forward. What Levi is saying is he didn't dwell on the past, but instead he said to himself, here's what I did really well. And how can I apply that to what I want to do next? And I think one of the most interesting things in my career has been having the opportunity to work in a startup environment, work with some labs, work with VC funders, um, then take that experience and apply it to academics and write a PhD on this space and understand that that universe that I'd been involved in previously was a part of the picture but there is this whole other uh, set of factors that I had not appreciated before, which were government policy and industrial policy um, directed towards the auto sector. And so after that, I went and I spent some time in government and I learned about how they see the world and what tools the government can use to drive innovation and to sort of manage the evolution of this space. And um, Then I I took some of that information and I combined it with my previous experiences and I synthesized it into a book that is really kind of my take on how government and big industry and innovators can and should and have to work together if America is going to compete in a global economy in an era of transition from fossil fuels to zero carbon and low carbon energy sources. And that's really what Levi's book is. It's an outgrowth of all his various experiences gained as he's pivoted from one project to the next. First at a startup, then in government, in academia, and elsewhere, informing his philosophy on this energy shift and how companies and governments must act within this shift if they're going to make the pivot from fossil fuels to renewable electricity successfully and remain competitive. So Levi really knows what he's talking about, both at a macro level, but also at a more personal level within his own career. And according to him, the key to a successful pivot is... Storytelling. You have to be able to put together a compelling narrative of why you're doing what you're doing, why you're the person who should be doing it, and where you're going with your particular vision. Um, and, And that is the same whether you're trying to raise money from venture capitalists, whether you're trying to interview for a job, um, whether you are writing a book for Simon & Schuster. You know, all 
of these people who are looking to invest in a project or a person need to hear from you a really compelling narrative as to why you're doing what you're doing, where you're going with it, and how it's going to succeed. This idea of a pivot pops up again and again throughout Levi's career. How can you, the listener, apply these lessons to your own career? Here's Chris again. A lot of people want to do something different, want to do something new, but it's scary. I mean, who are you to go work for the Obama administration? Who are you to go write a book? Well, you've had to articulate that and, and get specific. It's really funny because I hear that a lot. People say, wow, you've done so many things and they're such diverse things. And to me, it all seems completely logical because I understand through my life experience how one set of experiences flowed into the next set of experiences. Mm -hmm. And I, I think you know, when it comes down to it, it's looking at the tools you have at your disposal and understanding the connections that you have available to you and telling a compelling story to the next set of people you want to work with about how you're going to apply your previous learnings to your next endeavor. And, and when I look at it that way, my career path seems totally logical and you know, almost predictable, not quite. Um, but I think looking at it from the outside, it does seem like I have been sort of all over the place doing a lot of different things that are only tangentially related. Um, in fact, though, there's a, there's a pretty strong unifying thread. So to wrap up, this pivot is a critical part of many people's careers. How to transition from one department to another, how to change companies, how to move smoothly from one project to maybe a very different project without losing momentum, and so forth. Levi says it well. Yeah, you know, I, I think you just have to have vision, and you have to have an understanding of why you're there, and where you're going, and what kind of impact you want to make, and how that is going to feed into you know, the, the life that you want to live you know, over the long term. And if you have those things, then I think it becomes very easy for other people to see you as part of, of the future of their organization. This has been VerityCast with this episode's guest, Levi Tilleman, author, entrepreneur, academic, energy expert, and the master of the pivot. You can find his new book, The Great Race, The Global Quest for the Car of the Future, on Amazon or wherever else you get your books. And you can find more about him by searching Google or visiting levitilleman.com. VerityCast is produced by myself, Rhett Anderson, and hosted by Chris Tabish in San Francisco.